This episode of the Odd Dad Out podcast is brought to you by What's Happening with the New Man. Uh, my buddy Mark Newman hosts a lifestyle podcast with everything from his kids, food, gardening, and just other random stuff that he's up to. Uh, maybe spending the day fishing for tadpoles with his kids or doing a how-to on how to make your own meat pies. It's always something different and wholly honest from the new man. Just don't mention the price of carrots. Uh, check them out on iTunes and wherever else your podcasting consumption comes from. It's what's happening with the new man at what's happening with the new man dot podbean dot com. Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I'm your host, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is the show where I share my crazy stories and views of the world and generally make fun of things. This week, uh, we're going to kind of talk about where the hell I've been for the last few weeks and what's been going on with me. And in BS from the news, I have a story about some police just trying to return a bag left at the self-checkout and a very personal dress design. Let's get back to you. Where the hell have I been? Um, so, you know how I constantly am saying I'm, I'm not always sick. I promise I'm not always sick. I promise I'm not always sick. Um, yeah, this isn't a story about me being sick. Um, I've, got a, I've had a lot of shit going on. Um, I mentioned previously that I was going to be heading back to Texas for some uh, family stuff. And basically that happened. Um, I thoroughly intended to be recording and doing lots of like on the road shit. And it, it was a family trip and had, you know, wife and kids along board. And that is just not conducive to recording. It's hard to record a podcast when you've got four rowdy boys screaming and hollering and whatnot. And so, yeah, we just didn't do that. And you know, in the meantime, I'd also managed to uh, fuck up my back. Um, yeah, not always sick, I promise. But I do actually, apparently, back when I was like, you know, fresh out of high school and and considered joining the army, I was actually diagnosed with scoliosis. Not like steel rod in my spine scoliosis, but to the point where uh, it can it can theoretically give me back problems. So. Incidentally, actually editing the last episode, literally sitting there at my computer, I threw my back out. And it basically left me out of work for almost a week, which really sucks. Anybody out there, you guys, you're, you're working class people, and I'm sure you can feel the pain of missing three days of work and no way to recover it. You know what I mean? That was not a fun bit for me. Um, I end up, you know, that, that pain of you're fine into, oh shit, I can't move, turns into, oh shit, 
I can't work like this. And and I understand most people probably are capable of going to work when they've they've tweaked their back. I, I'm a blue collar worker guy. I I move. I'm my my entire night, my entire work day, night, whatever is spent on my feet, walking, moving heavy equipment in and out of my van, and so I can't have a bad back. And this left me completely incapable of working. And big props to my boss, who is entirely understanding. When I say I I threw my back out, he's like, okay, rest, take it easy. And then the next day, you know, he's like, okay, you know, see how you're doing. Let me know, like, after lunchtime how you're doing because... It's one of those like, oh, yeah, you wake up and you think you're doing better. And then you get going for the day and you're like, oh, nope, I'm not better. I'm fucked up. That's basically what happened to me is that I woke up still tweaked and get moving around for the day. And, yeah, I'm still fucked up and I can't work. But by the end of the day, I was like, all right, I should be OK. I let him know. Yeah, I'm doing better. I'll be our, I'll be in tomorrow. Get to around lunchtime, and this is like Wednesday. Get around to like lunchtime, and I'm like, up, oh, nope, never mind. So much for being able to work. I thought I was better. I was like, okay, fuck it. This, that's it. I got to go to a chiropractor and go back to the chiropractor. They basically tell me that I had like an inflamed disc in my lower spine, like right off my tailbone. They basically just fucked my back. Um, so yeah, fun shit. And that sort of shit keeps you from working, especially when you, you know, lift shit in and out of large, heavy machines out of vans all night. And yeah, but the chiropractor basically straightened me out and they're like, oh yeah, and we're going to be working on your back. And I, I got to give big props to, I went to the joint, not like an endorsement of, okay, I totally support the joint after the shit they did straightening out my back, but they're not paying me for this. I actually, I actually pay them a good amount of money to keep my back straight at this point. But, um, yeah, a lot of big props to the guys over there, uh, because, you know, a couple of visits in after all of this and not only did the pain in my back and hips and everything go away, I actually started sleeping better. I was surprised by that. And they told me, oh, yeah, this first time you're going to be pretty achy as, you know, you get everything cracked and popped in and realigned the first time. And then, like, you're going to be probably sore tomorrow. And, yeah, I was a little sore the next day. But they were like, yeah, you should be able to work. All right, just, you know, take it easy. So, you know, back brace in, in hand, I go back to work. But, you know, and they're like, okay, we want to see you a couple times a week until the pain goes away. Just so we can make sure, you know, you don't re-injure it at work. And I was like, all right, fine. Makes sense. I have a job that's probably going to fuck up my back more and undo everything you just did. So, yeah, I can understand some regular maintenance on that part. Um, go back a couple visits and pretty much pain-free, which was awesome. But, yeah, I, like I said, I was sleeping better and my bed sucks. Straight up, my bed sucks. Um, my wife and I have been looking at getting one of those, like, new crazy hybrid foam crazy what's the hell mattresses for a while because our bed sucks uh we both just yeah we we're we both wake up so damn sore but mattresses are expensive and we got no money so yeah there's that but 
Yeah, even on that shit, I'm still, I feel so much better just, I never thought that going to the chiropractor a couple of times would have such a dramatic effect on me. It's fucking awesome. Um, if you have any back pain or anything like that, I highly recommend it at this point. And again, I never, I never thought it was going to be a thing. I was like, it's like, it's a fuck, they're just going to go in there and crack all your shit. And yeah, you probably feel good for now, but it's really, it's, I mean, they're just, you know, it's like popping your fingernails or your fingernails or your knuckles or anything like, like that. It's, like, it's, it can't do that much. You know, you always hear like from the mainstream medical community, air quotes, that like chiropractors, that it's not real medicine. They're not really doing anything. And it's like, are they going to tell that to any athlete ever in the history of the world? Uh, because, you know, these guys keep chiropractors on staff for a reason. There's a reason chiropractors charge so much typically. And so, yeah, it, it fucking worked. And, you know, you're, you know, when you're a chiropractor, you're still the doctor. You may not be in like, you know, seven years of internal medicine doctor, but you're still a doctor and they still have a responsibility to take care of patients. And they flat out told me that like, if your injuries are so bad that we don't think we can do something about it, we're going to refer you out to somebody else, like a spinal specialist or something to look at you because you probably have a bigger issue. And I told him, I was like, I've got, you know, minor scoliosis. So you're like, you might actually have to just go to a like a spinal doctor to have that looked at because, hey, you have a fucked up spine in general. There's like, could be something that needs surgery, not just a realignment. But they take care, they took care of me and I, I feel a million times better now. Um, and that was that. And then that was a few weeks ago, right before our, our wonderful trip back to Texas, which the only, it was, it was the worst drive ever in the history of the world. Um, never mind that it's now, it was, you know, over 4th of July weekend. So it was, traffic was not fun. And of course, 4th of July, driving through Arizona and New Mexico and Texas, it's hot as hell. Um, I think when we left, it was like 105. And yeah, I'm used to it. I grew up in the desert and I'm fine with that. But, no, 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 um, so, in the simplest terms, we did this trip. Um, it was kind of a caravan thing. We drove out to Texas to pick up a car. Um, so, we drove out in my van. And somewhere about uh, two to three hours from San Antonio, Texas. To give you an idea, this is about uh, 10 to 12 hours into our trip. The AC goes out in my van. Did I mention it's 105 outside? Thought I mentioned it's 105 outside. Um, so yeah, the AC goes out in my van. Try refilling it. Lots of things. I was like, I've got recharge kits and shit like that. It's like, I know how to top off an AC system. I, I work, I live in Arizona. I know how to top off AC. That's not a big deal. It's not working. It's, it, it's not working for topping off the AC. Um, fuck. Okay. So basically spend the last four hours on the way out there. With no AC in the bazillion degrees heat. And oh yeah, now we're in Texas, so it's humid too. Yeah, that's a fucking delight. Um, yeah, but we got out there. And we're thinking, yeah, we're going to pick up this truck. Truck's got AC. So that's not a big problem. Now we've got a car with AC, so we don't have to worry about the kids not having AC. Not a big problem. Okay. 
So we pick up the new car. Or should I say, it's the old car. It's, it's, it's used, whatever. We go out there, we pick up the other car, uh, get everybody loaded up. We're driving back. Mind you, it takes 14 to 16 hours, depending on how many stops and, and, and lunch breaks and all that stuff we do. But this is like basically the better part of a, a half of a day straight driving. You know, never mind, you know, stopping overnights, yada, yada, yada. Um, but this is a full day trip. So we head back and it's, again, it's a million degrees outside. You know, kids are all up in car A with my wife and a nice AC. And I'm back in my van with the windows rolled down. And 80 miles an hour driving down the I-10 headed home. And, and then the other car starts overheating. Yep. So about an hour into our, our trek home, the, the, the new car overheats. And we're stuck on the side of the road in the middle of fucking nowhere, Texas, because you drive for an hour through Texas and you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. And the car's overheating and we're on, stuck on the side of the road. And this basically progresses and this basically just recurs over and over and over again. And it turns into, you know, we can drive for eh, 20, 30 minutes and then we've got to stop and reset, let it cool down, roll down all the windows, let it cool down and keep, and then kind of keep going. So we were supposed to stop in Fort Stockton, Texas, which is, uh, it's like four to six hours. I forget. It's like four to five hours, I guess, from San Antonio where we started. And we left in like middle of the day. We got halfway. So it was essentially would have been about two hours away from San Antonio. Took us all night to get there. Um, and it didn't help. Um, and mind you, we're traveling over the 4th of July weekend. This trip home is actually taking place. We left on Sunday morning the 3rd. Um, it is now, you know, by this point in the trip, it is now the night of the 3rd. Any place that would have been open that day is now closed. And we're in the middle of nowhere. So there isn't a mechanic or anybody that can look at the truck or nothing. We are stuck. So we basically just kind of chug along until we can get to a hotel, you know, try again in the morning. And then of course the morning, it's the 4th of July. Nobody's open except, and we got a, we got a stroke of luck and I'm going to say to a degree, we got a stroke of luck. We stopped in Ozona, Texas, and I'm just going to say we have cursed Ozona, Texas for every single time we've ever passed through that area of the state because for all intents and purposes, it's a giant speed trap. The entire area is basically patrolled. It's this, the towns are so small and they're up in the mountains in the middle of fucking nowhere. And so there's little to no crime from what we can tell, but the, the roads are patrolled by like highway patrol and like Texas Rangers and state troopers and basically all state police who seem to have nothing better to do than catch speeders. So this is an area where if you're doing like one mile over, you're going to get pulled over. We have been pulled over almost every single time we've ever been through this area. And anybody we ever talked to who's ever driven through this area has been pulled over in this area. And so we're like, oh, fuck, we got to go through Ozona. Except when we pull into Ozona, what do we see as the truck starts overheating again? 
there's a machine, there's a, there's a shop open. There's a mechanic right there. And there's a mechanic that's open on the 4th of July. Let's stop there and see if they can take a look at the truck. So after three hours of taking a look at the truck, working on the thermostat and the, and flushing coolant and all this and, and refilling it with new uh, coolant and all this stuff, we're back on the road. It's like, all right, it's doing okay. It's not overheating. Let's go. Let's get back home. We're really excited. Thank you guys so much for helping us out and fixing our truck. And in an hour up the road, it overheats again. And we're back in the same fucking spot. And we call the mechanic and he's like, shit. Okay. So we're going to, you know, I told him, I'm going to just keep going and I'll get to the next town. And next town, there's a, a store, there's an auto parts store that's open. I'll look for what I can get there and we'll go from there. Well, try and get what we can there. It is now, we left you know, our hotel that morning. We left our hotel at about 10 o'clock. It is now about 5 o'clock Monday. This whole adventure started on Friday evening. It is now 5 o'clock on Monday. We've replaced every part of this system we can possibly replace on the 4th of July. And we're stuck in the middle of, we've made it to Fort Stockton, Texas, where we were supposed to immediately like started the, where we should have made it the first day. Um, but now it's day four. We should be home at this point in our trip. We were actually supposed to be home already and we have barely made it to our first stop for what should have been our first stop. Not a good sign. Um, fortunately nearby, it's like sun is going down, you know, it's, it's, we're starting to get into nighttime. We're like, okay, maybe we can just get somewhere. And we, at this point it was like, fuck this car. I don't even care. I literally, I was like, and I've, I've admitted this and I'll, I'll admit this to you now. I was literally on the side of the road with my wife crying telling my wife to take the kids and go home. So I get in the van, take my, take the kids, go home. I will figure out how to get this truck home. Not funny. Really just like, you know, and all the credit in the world to my wife, you know, too stubborn or too stupid. I don't know. I don't care. She wouldn't leave me. She would not, she was not willing to leave me behind to figure out my own way home. She was like, we're all, we're here together. We're all going to do this. I'm not going to leave you here for you to be stuck. We're all going to make it home or nobody's going to make it home. So we called up her. Well, I don't say we, she calls up her friend who's not too far away from where we were at in Fort Stockton. We're like, Hey, can we leave this thing with you until we can get it fixed? We just need to go home. We just want to go home at this point. So we chug along up the road, you know, make our slowly make our way up there, leave our truck with her friend who, you know, it's been a week now. He's still got it. Um, he says, Hey, if I can find somebody who can fix it, we're like, Hey, if you find somebody who can fix it for us, we'll pay. Don't worry. We'll get the money to you. No big deal. But in the meantime, we're, it, it we basically ditched the truck with her friend and fucking chugged on home. And we've made it to Midland, Texas. And if you've got a map, this is not a short trip. Um, it's now, it's like nine o'clock at night on the 4th of July. And guess what? We both have to work the next day. 
both of us have to be at work. So we have no choice whatsoever. Load up everything. Uh, get everything out of the truck. Get everything back in the van. Everybody loaded up. All right. Get food, drinks, ice. Let's go. And now run, 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 run. And this was the, the fastest we've ever made any time. We were running on just, just stress and adrenaline at this point. And I, and I kept saying, like, I'm, I'm so high on adrenaline right now. I don't think I could stop it to sleep if I had to. Again, we'd been up since about seven o'clock that morning. We'd spent hours at the mechanic. We'd gone through, you know, the grueling heat and the on and off and on and off of, you know, just chugging down the road, trying to make it to the next stop, the next place we could find somewhere to cool down. And so we've basically already been on the road for 14 hours. We finally put the truck down. Like, okay, we are rid of that for now. That's not our problem at the moment. Right now, our problem is get home. Just get home. And we get on the road, pedal to the metal, punch it all the way back. 14 hours. I think I lose track of time because we cross two time zones in this, this transition from Texas to do through like Texas central time to mountain time in New Mexico and into Arizona, which doesn't change. Uh, which is kind of its own time zone because no daylight savings time and all that funny whatnot. So we crossed two time zones to get back. Again, I'll cross 4th of July. So at least on the silver lining for the boys' sake, they got to watch fireworks in three different time zones, which was kind of cool for them, even though they should have been sleeping at the time. But we are just hauling ass 80 miles an hour down the road for what amounted to the better part of 14 hours. Uh, Overnight, windows down through the desert, as loud as shit. That probably the greatest white noise you could ever have in the history of white noise because you can't hear shit but that wind. But you know what? That much wind and noise and everything keeps you awake. It actually did a pretty damn good job because it's hard to sleep through that. So we, for the most part, kept awake. Uh, my wife did a good job. She let me rest for a couple hours. Uh, as best she could to give me a couple hours of sleep and we just trucked on and I, it's fucking awesome. I, I have to say I might drive a damn soccer mom minivan, but the damn thing is great on gas because we managed to drive all the way from Midland, Texas, all the way back to our house in Surprise, Arizona on two tanks of gas. For those of us playing at home, that's over a thousand miles on two tanks of gas. And I still had a quarter tank when I got home. That's fucking awesome. We were doing like uh, about 600 miles to a ga- to a tank. Somewhere in the 20s, you know, miles per gallon. Oh, man, that was so great. I, I've never been, you know, plus take away the AC draining your, your fuel. Man, we got some great gas mileage. It was great. Uh, but, God, that's stressful. That is... A, that was a stressful, stressful trip. And all we kept thinking of is we're almost home. We just get home, be home. So glad to be home. Except that my wife had to immediately turn around and go to work. Like, we got home. She literally had to turn. It was like, here, I'm going to drive this last leg. You sleep because you got to go to work. We got into town with just enough time for my wife to turn around and hop in her car and go to work. So that sucked. 
which is part of why we just drove all night. It was like, there's no way she's like, she can't miss work at this point. You got to get, got to get her, got to get her, got to get home, got to go, 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 go. It was go, 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 go the whole time. It was just the stress level was excruciating, but we did it. We made it home. We're safe. I still don't have AC in my van. That's another task altogether. And we're now contemplating how the fuck are we going to get this truck back here or sell it there? Or what are we going to do? We'll figure that out when we get there in a little bit of time. Maybe we'll wait for it to cool down outside a bit and I can just drive it back and it'll be winter and I can, and it won't overheat or anything. I don't know. We'll figure that shit out. But that's a story for probably December. Maybe maybe December will roll around and I'll be talking about, hey, I went and remember that that truck that was back in Texas. Well, I got it back. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have that story come up in in a few months when it's cooled down a bit. You don't know. You don't know. Um, I I will keep you updated if anything actually changes in that department. Um, at this point, I don't know what's going to happen there, but that's that's the story of my last few weeks and what the fuck I've been up to. Like I've gone through injuries and crippledness and missing work and 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 disastrous trips and yeah, that's why this episode is a long hard road out of Texas because god damn it took forever. Um but we made it and it's it's definitely an adventure I didn't want to necessarily have, but it was an adventure. Um I cannot deny that it was a an a hell of an adventure. Um so, yeah, that was Texas. Which brings me to this week's bullshit from the news. Bullshit from the news. Okay, both of these stories, courtesy of the Huffington Post's uh, news of like weird news segment. Story number one, a man in Aspen, Aspen, Colorado. Okay, I don't know what's up with Colorado. Seriously, it seems like all the crazy bullshit stories that I keep... What the fuck is with people in Colorado? I'm just going to say this. Last time it was a guy in Boulder trying to sneak a fucking iguana into a courthouse. This week, the police in Aspen are hoping to identify a man who left an unmarked bag at a... Aspen grocery store. Um, and they actually posted a little message on Facebook. Um, just trying to locate the, uh, man who left the, who left this bag at the self checkout. Um, here, come down to the police station and claim it. Except the bag was a bag of cocaine. That's right. Somebody left their bag of cocaine on the self checkout scanner at the grocery store. And they actually posted a picture on the police, like Aspen PD Facebook page, like, you know, is this your bag? And uh, I'm not going to call out grocery stores, but if you're, if you're familiar with what the, like the little displays and shit look like on a self checkout, I'm pretty sure this is like a, like Kroger family self checkout. Like you'd see it like a Fry's or Kroger or King Market or any other word, like the Kroger family of store because they're fucking everywhere. I'm pretty sure that's, it's that or a Walmart. I, I greatly recognize this, but it says grocery store. I'm pretty sure it's like a Kroger family store or everybody uses the same thing and I'm just totally wrong. 
No, no. Uh, but seriously, you left your fucking cocaine at the grocery. You, what the fuck were you doing taking your cocaine out at the grocery store? I realize shopping sucks, but you really need to be that high to go shopping. And you're and you're at the self checkout. It's not like you could have had that much. I mean, really. And and if you had a bag of cocaine, were you having to like reach into your pocket to pull out your rolled up singles to pay for it? I mean, what what the fuck? I mean, and in the picture, there's not much in the bag either. So I mean, obviously, he'd already used most of it. Maybe he's like too high to realize that the bag still had something. But again, why why are you taking your drugs to the grocery store? Really? And I can't even say this, like, this story surprises me because I've actually had this sort of thing happen to me before in, in my restaurant manager days. Uh, there was actually a guy who left a, like, around closing time, guy left a bag of weed. That's marijuana for you, for you not so hipsters. Um, a guy left his bag of weed on the sink in the men's room. No, not even no shit. Guy left a bag of weed on the sink in the men's room at my restaurant. And then we closed down and the, the, you know, they go in to clean the bathrooms at the end of the night and like, hey, they left this here. And let's just say I had some less than, than kosher employees and they're like, oh, you want, it's like, what do you want us to do with it? It's like, I don't care. Get rid of it. I don't care. Sm- smoke it. Sell it. I don't care. Just, uh, I'm not doing anything with it. It's like, I don't care if you guys go share it, whatever. I don't care. Cause I was a cool manager like that. I was like, you know what? Fine. You guys found some weed in the bathroom. Go do, do make it go away. I don't care. La, 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 la. Um, but what was more hilarious. Then the obviously my employees went and smoked this after work um, was that the very next day as I'm opening the store, first customer of the day is the last guy that we remember from the night before walked right in the front door, didn't like and we're one of those restaurants where we have to greet every person in the door as a, you know, didn't say hi, nothing he like walked straight in, walked straight to the bathroom, stays in there for like two seconds, comes out, looks around like, is anything here? Like maybe I dropped it somewhere else and walks right back out. And all we're going to think is like, are you seriously fucking stupid enough to think that you would leave something there overnight and it wouldn't be found by the crew? So do you think we don't clean the bathrooms or something and find your weed stuck behind the the sink? And why the fuck did you? And it, much like the cocaine guy, why the fuck did you take your weed out at in the bathroom at the fucking restaurant? Really, I don't understand. I, I just don't understand drug people. I don't understand using drugs. I don't understand why people use drugs. I I fundamentally understand that you get an effect out of it. You get a high or low or whatever you're trying to acquire. You get a you get an effect from using drugs, but I don't understand why you use drugs. But, you know, whatever. But the logic in why the fuck are you taking your drugs out in a grocery store or at a restaurant or at a fucking anywhere? Drugs are kind of a private thing, aren't they? Like unless you're Snoop Dogg, drugs are kind of a private thing. So you you do your shit at home or at your friend's place or whatever, not the grocery store. 
You're not doing lines off the the, the barcode scanner at, at the grocery store, are you? I don't, maybe that's what they were doing. That's maybe. I don't know. People are fucking weird. You never know. They're all coked out. Fuck. People are fucking stupid. Speaking of fucking stupid, and I don't I don't even know if she's if she's stupid. Um, she's definitely fucking weird. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard. Maybe you haven't. And it's even better that you if you haven't, because then I'm telling you about it. About this designer, dress designer, who made a dress out of pubic hair. Yes. You heard me right. And at this point, this news segment is probably always going to be full of, yes, you heard me right. This designer, what's her name? Uh, British woman. La la la. Sarah Louise Bryan made a dress, a, a bra and skirt outfit made from pubic hair donated to her through her Twitter page. She basically is trying to, like, be the designer to outdo the designers that make shit for Lady Gaga. Like, she saw, like, the meat dress and all this sort of stuff and literally was like, I bet I can totally outgross the meat dress. Like, let's just say, the meat dress wasn't so much gross unless you're, like, with PETA or something. Or you're like super vegetarian, vegan, whatever. I wouldn't so much say the meat dress was gross as much as the meat dress was, what the fuck? It's a dress made of meat? Is that real? Um, but she literally wanted to outgross the meat dress. So she made a dress or an outfit covered in donated human pubic hair. And I, 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 I don't know if I have, I don't so much have words. It's, it's lots of gaggy noises and whatnot. Um, she says herself that she had a hard time, that it was disgusting. That like she, apparently she, she sanitized it. She cleaned it and she, but she like wore the thick, like thick gloves and a, a fucking and and glass like protective glasses and a fucking breathing mask and all this. To, so she did not actually have to handle it. So they're like, you're gonna be so fucking touchy about what you're doing. You're so grossed out by what you. Why the fuck are you doing it? I understand that like you're trying to outgross something. But if you're so grossed out by it, why the fuck are you doing it? You know, this is not like somebody who who paints in 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 feces or something. Those fucking weirdos. You know, those people obviously are not grossed out by this whatever they're doing. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. You're being grossed out by what you're doing. Don't fucking do it. It's just dumb. Don't be stupid. People are fucking stupid. You're being stupid. You want to get famous for outgrossing somebody in the fashion world. And that is literally her goal. That is actually her goal. She wants to be that designer to come up with the craziest, grossest, nastiest, fucking weird stuff. This is, yeah, eye mask, breathing mask, thickest gloves I could find. Because who wants to eat pubic hair? Okay, there's the fucking weirdos out there and that's their fucking thing. And she's going to say. Because, you know, everybody's got a fucking thing and there's whatever you could come up with. Someone's got a fucking weird thing and you're going to find a person. But what the why? 
And not only did she fucking make a dress covered in pubic hair, she wore it. She was actually spotted at a number of events wearing this fucking thing, which, okay, it's like sexy Sasquatch or whatever. Like, this is your cosplay for sexy Sasquatch. Um, but if she weren't attractive, this would be even more nauseating, really. It's just, it's just gross. I mean, that's totally what she's going for. And again, she's trying to outgross the fucking fashion people. And, but, the, And apparently, she's even said that, like, she'd only be willing to sell it. And again, she's totally just trying to get famous off of this sort of shit. She said she would only f- actually sell the dress to a museum or like a high profile, really famous person. Basically like, I'm not selling this dress unless I'm going to get famous for it or somebody famous is going to buy it. That is it. Like I want to be so exclusive that only, you know, high profile people are going to own my stuff. It's going to be one of a kind. It's like, I'll I'll custom fit it to them and everything. It's like, who the fuck is going to buy a pubic hair dress? Even Lady Gaga is not going to want to put somebody else's fucking ball hair on her. You know, Lady Gaga is weird. But that's that's a whole new fucking weird. And even now, she's this chick is still trying to come up with like a new thing. It's like, oh, how can I outgross the, the, the fucking pube dress? She apparently is... Uh, asking for sperm donations again back on her twitter she's asking for sperm donations to use as the glue for her next dress design and has put has she put it she posted a picture for inspiration and already has plenty of offers because i told you she's not unattractive but you know what what the fuck is with this i think i'm sorry she needs some psychological evaluation yeah. Never mind that her design isn't really especially good. Um, you know, it's basically just, a, you know, if you didn't know it was pubic hair, you're just like, what the fuck is with this, this bra and, and skirt covered in hair? Um, it's still, it's again, sexy Sasquatch. That's a tongue twister. Sexy Sasquatch. Sexy. Blah. Yeah. I can't say it like once. You know, never mind five times fast, but. Yeah, no, it's, bleh. she's just fucking weird. People are fucking weird, and what the fuck? Bullshit from the news. And I'll have both, like, links to both of these stories in the show notes for this week at odddadout.blogspot.com. So, you can check these out. Just look up the long, hard road hat of Texas, and you'll find the the links here. Um, yeah, fucking nasty. People are fucking weird. Between stupidity leaving, fucking drug stupidity and pubic hairdresses, uh, I, I already knew humanity was fucking dumb. But the more I look into these kind of stories, the the more scared I get for the future. Really, just like. I don't, I, I, I don't understand people anymore. I really don't. I don't. People try to get famous for dumb things, 
people come up with stupid ideas for stupid shit and and drugs don't help your brain especially cocaine but you 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 don't use your brain when you're on drugs you just don't um drugs are bad and clay uh marijuana is uh, cocaine is bad and clay i know my my mr garrison sucks oh well um it's not like i actually watched south park i think i've seen like two episodes and i think that actually came from the movie i watched the movie the first one was there one i don't know but yeah drugs are bad people do stupid shit when they're on drugs like forget their drugs and and apparently um crazy british designers that are just trying to be fame whores um will do stupid shit her first design was better her apparently she got some attention before for making a big ass dress out of skittles great idea make a dress out of skittles sell it to skittles they could use it in like a commercial or something who's going to use the pubic dress nobody no, it's like you, you might sell it to like a fetishist. It might be it. Somebody who's got a thing like that. You're not going to find a high profile place for that. Um, sorry, lady. You know, good luck on the sperm dress. Um, I don't think you're selling the pube dress anytime soon. Nice try. But that's going to do it for this week. And I'd like to thank all of you out there for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Plus or wherever it is you're listening. And remember to subscribe, 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 because it saves you the trouble of looking for the show every week or whenever the fuck I get around to it. I swear I'm going to get back on this shit. Um, and leave your reviews. Maybe I'll share them next week or whenever you leave me a review. Because, you know, I want reviews. I want to hear... Who, what you say? I again, I tell, I tell you all the time. I don't care if you think it sucks. I want you to tell me what you don't like, what you do like, because how can I fix the show and make it better if you don't tell me what you like and don't like? You must tell me. But until next week, I am Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you and good night.